Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I think sometimes we think life changes and turns and twists are the long way to everything. Or like I took the long route or I didn't find that relationship till I was this age or I didn't recognize it till then, but they're all the perfect amount of time. Hi, I'm Mark Groves. I'm a human connection specialist and founder of Create the Love. At an early point in my life, I became obsessed with understanding relationships, the intricacies of how people connect. And through this exploration, I have created a life and a business dedicated to learning out loud and exploring how we interact with each other and the world. This podcast brings the world's top thought leaders, spiritual luminaries, physicians, scientists, researchers, best-selling authors, and health and wellness experts under one roof to discuss the good, the bad, the messy, and of course, the beautiful parts of the human experience. Welcome to the Mark Groves Podcast. I can't wait to dive in with you. Hello and welcome to a solo episode of the Mark Groves Podcast. I'm recording in a WeWork office that I just got that I haven't yet set up the privacy glass, as you can see if you're watching the video, and I also haven't set up the sound deadening. I'm going to try to speak well into the microphone so you don't get any too much echo. You know, I'm, I really wanted to have a, another conversation with you, update you on my life, my learnings, what's going on in my life, and, and some of the things that I've been processing and sitting with and, and just keeping you apprised of my journey. First part is just finished a retreat in Maui in Hawaii running one and it was incredible. The humans who attended it amazing. I always love the magic of the people that get brought together by the synchronicity and serendipity of a moment and a call and a a feeling and a, and an opportunity. And I was feeling called to do something I've never done. I haven't done a retreat in years and 
I haven't done one in in Maui before, and I haven't done one just sort of of, of that level of commitment and in that level of just not saying this is specifically what it's going to be for, right? Like I, I called it the unknown because I believe that magic truly happens when we are willing to step into the spaces that are unfamiliar, you know, go to the edge of what we know. And I just wanted to create something that I was feeling called to create. I didn't know the specific details of everything. I knew that I wanted to meet from this time to this time for this many days in a row and uh, have this many number of people, and I couldn't be happier. I mean, if you're listening and you attended the retreat, uh, you really were such a, a very important component of everyone being brought together, and without any one of those people, the retreat would have been different. And it was so perfect. You know, it's, it's just so perfect how life works out, even when it doesn't. And I think that's a challenging thing to accept till we see the magic that occurs in transformation through the exploration of the things that don't work out or the, the turns when we go to take a left and we thought we'd get somewhere different and we ended up here. And sometimes it's hard to see the magic in that when we're still in love with the previous story or we're still in love with the idea of how things were going to work out. And that's one of the prisons of regret is that that prison is that we can end up stuck in a moment we were wishing for and not allowing this moment to unfold. We're, we're almost keeping ourselves in a prison of a different storyline, trying to force it. Meanwhile, not letting this storyline, trying to move through us and us embrace it, you know, us be in joy, us be in possibility. You know, speaking of, you know, being in joy and possibility and being in the unknown is that when you want to create something, a life, a relationship, a possibility that you've never had, you're going to be in uncharted waters. You're going to be in a space you've never been. You're going to be in a relationship you've never been in. You know, I think about that a lot with Kylie. It's like, I don't have a map. To this one, you know, which is beautiful because that means I'm doing something I've never done and it means I'm experiencing something I've also never witnessed. And so you're sort of like, I'm walking the path as it appears and sometimes having to go back with learnings, not go backwards, but go back to Kylie with learnings that I'm having uh, and awarenesses. I want to invite you to the acceptance that the things you want to create that you've never created require one, the abandonment or death of or letting go of who you used to be and the even the defense mechanisms and the protective mechanisms that you have to protect you from getting hurt. They're ultimately preventing you from experiencing depth and love and intimacy. The four horsemen of the apocalypse, as the Gottmans uh, aptly call them, criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling, these are the four behaviors that are evident in almost all relationships and conflict. And there are all ways that we protect ourselves from getting hurt, but they really prevent us from experiencing, as I said, love, depth, and intimacy. So we have to get to know our responses. We have to get to know what we're trying to protect ourselves from. Being abandoned, being uh, lied to, being criticized, being rejected. But we often, through the repeating of the same behaviors that we learned in childhood, which is usually where we learn these these one or many of these responses, we're recreating the same circumstances generally that we observed in childhood. Like if you have never seen conflict managed successfully, how would you know how? So that means you're cultivating and developing skills that will get you to a place 
that you've never been, but you also have to remember that what formerly you've been protecting yourself from is the pain that you think lives in deeper connection and deeper intimacy, which is not to say that it hasn't, because that's ultimately what a trigger is, is the recognition of a pattern that is familiar, a feeling that is familiar, facial expressions that are familiar, that get encoded in our system that cause us to react. We're reacting to familiar circumstances or feelings or events and we're often creating familiar circumstances feelings and events and sometimes we'd rather be in this familiarity than be in the unknown or what is possible because it's safer right like and that's why we can unconsciously prevent ourselves from deeper relationships by dating unavailable people by being unavailable by having reactions by ruining relationships by ruining conversations, by cheating, by lying. We have all these mechanisms that we unconsciously use to protect ourselves from going into uncharted territories. So the mind is brilliant. The unconscious is brilliant. You know, but my invitation or expression to you is to say, where the thing you most want dwells, love, connection, depth, intimacy, possibility, transformation. It could be creation. It could be a job. It could be you being an entrepreneur. It could be so many things moving into a space of creation that you've just never experienced. What lives where the thing you want most is, is also where you've been hurt, right? They're in the same direction in the same place. And so we don't often garner the wisdom and mastery that comes from our triggers. Our triggers are these spaces of familiarity that if we take the time to decipher them and explore them, they can teach us mastery and a skill set that would get us past the place we've been before, the hurt place, right? Because if you look at your previous experiences in your life and, you know, they can be ones that, you know, were traumas as a child, they could be lots of things. You look back and you go, okay, if... I could garner the wisdom from that experience, what would I have learned? What would be the skill I would need to approach or confront that circumstance again in my life as equipped as possible? What would I have needed to say? Who would I have needed to be? What would I have needed to access? And you find yourself resourced in those spaces. You start to say to the wound, like, teach me. Teach me where to learn, where to grow, what to become. And this is where wisdom comes from is from the integration of knowledge. Knowing something and not doing something is fucking useless, right? It's like you're sitting on this pile of books that you've read, but you don't live? Like that's fucking, what a waste of fucking time. What a waste of your pain. What a waste of the experiences that you've been through in your life. Like this is how we honor our past, which regardless of what's happened in your past, you can't change it. Right? Like you can't. I wish we could. And I wish that was a solution. But I also know that everything I've been through that I can't change is also the source of all my wisdom and my knowledge and what equips me for the next unknown moment, which will teach me more. So, how do we go to that space? How do we have the willingness to walk out on the ledge? And I've talked about this before when I first wanted to start writing and teaching about relationships. I remember my coach said to me, like, just leap and the universe will catch you. And I was like, what? Like, that's such fucking bullshit. Like, airy-fairy bullshit. You know, I can, I can honestly say that that was so true. Like, this, when I finally said yes, when I finally said let's do this, when I finally listened to the call of my passions, 
and started writing about relationships. The universe caught me. As you know, I eliminated the use of caffeine, and now I've reintroduced it just a little bit in me choosing how it participates in my life, which I like being in control of my relationship with any substance that stimulates me in my mind. And add to that that I really wanted to find something that allowed my brain to perform at its best possible level. I'm in conversations all the time. I'm recording videos. I'm doing podcasts. And so I need to be at the highest performance I can possibly be. So I've been exploring things like nootropics and adaptogens. I absolutely love this company, Cured Nutrition. I love its origin story. It's fully aligned with my values and the integrity to which I want to live by. The product that I love is called Rise, and it's a nootropic that's formulated by their in-house clinical herbalist. And it contains a blend of lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms, rhodiola, ginseng, and a broad-spectrum CBD. I love this product. It has allowed me to have greater mental clarity and performance. There's no caffeine in it. So in that time of that midday coffee, I don't have to take it. You get no jitters, you get no crash, and you're getting those functional mushrooms, the adaptogens, and the cannabinoids. And it leaves your brain on fire, and your to-do list just gets crushed. So this company, as I mentioned, I love, and they are extending an exclusive offer to you, my listeners. You can go grab Rise and any of their other products for 20% off. Just go to www.curednutrition.com slash create the love, and you use the code create the love at checkout. Once again, that's C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com slash create the love, and use the code create the love at checkout to save 20%. Remember that product is called Rise and it is incredible. You know, and it's weird now to sort of look and know that's how it all works and that's and still not trust it sometimes, right? Like I still don't trust it all the time. Like I'm afraid to let go of things. I'm afraid to become things. I'm afraid of the unfamiliar. But it's like I walk that edge. And you know, one of the things that I want to share is that, you know, previously I did a solo episode talking about that I have these two Instagram accounts, and Mark, it's Mark Groves and Create the Love, and I talk about similar but different things there. One is more about what's going on psychologically in the world today with you know COVID and all the propaganda and all the stuff, and like just inst- all those conversations that I think are important, and also the other one about relational conversations, and really they're the same conversation. One's just like offering more specificity to uh, the circumstances of sort of the health problem the health challenge that we've had. And so I had this conversation with you where I said, hey, like, no longer will I be split. Just in the expression of that, I felt a tremendous sense of being witnessed and relief and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I said, well, two is going to become one. Basically, it's Mark Groves and Create the Love are going to join and become one. I don't know how that's going to look yet. And, you know, I really wanted to rush to the place where I just did the thing. I wanted the answer before the answer was available. But I knew that telling you or giving you access to, or maybe access is the wrong word, but like informing you about my process and what I'd been hiding, and not even hiding, but like experiencing where I wasn't exposing this whole thought process to create the love. Although I was in some doses, it wasn't like explicit. I felt like I was hiding. I really, the other day I was talking to a friend about, you know, he said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know uh, yet, but I know that it's the answer is making itself available. Like I want to take the step and make the declaration to you and in snap of the fingers, it's just there. 
And I said to him, I, I want to rush the knowing. And I just had an awareness as I said that to him that you don't get to. Like you don't get to rush the knowing. Like part of the leaping in the universe will catch you is that you have to actually take the leap and then the net appears. You don't get to know that there's a net because then you would be leaping without the courageous trust in what is possible when whatever your word is, God, the universe, Allah, whatever it is, orchestrates itself around courage. And I think there is something magical about that. And there is something about making the declaration that you're willing to take the leap that then allows that you leap and then the net is there. And I don't mean any of this literally, by the way, <laughs> if you're listening. I've re- I, re- I had to relax into that truth, that part of the work is actually the being in, you know, I've talked about this on a previous podcast, but like being in the space, allowing what we've requested or we're believing in to be in the abyss, the unknown, to be in the place where the messiness comes together. In Danielle Laporte's new book, she talks about how like there's a point where the caterpillar is just like a sludge, (laughs) like a messy sludge before it becomes the butterfly. And I think like, isn't that, I think I, you've heard me talk about this before, but if, if you listen to the podcast regularly, but that we're always every stage of transformation, we're always the caterpillar, we're always the cocoon and we're always the butterfly. Because there's always different aspects of us growing and changing and becoming. I have to really continue to know and trust in the knowing that following the feeling, following what's possible, following the call and not getting the answer, but getting the feeling of alignment. You know, it's like when you trust something and you do it and then you just want like, well, where's the whole fucking road? I want the whole road. And it's like, no, you don't get the road. You get the, you get the one paving stone. And then we make that declaration, like, show me the way, I'll walk it. And then we have to walk it. And, you know, if we don't walk it, if we ask for that and then it shows up and the way's there and we don't take it, it doesn't mean we've missed the exit like on an interstate, but it does mean we're delaying our becoming. And I think that all of us can understand what I'm saying when I say that, that there is a cost to the delay And I think that we can make negotiations about it. Like, I don't know the black and white answers of the universe, but even the idea there is no black and white, it is complexity, right? It's nuance. It's it's never the wrong time. You know, it's like when someone says to me, I wish I'd found your work four years ago and then I wouldn't have had to go through all that. It's like you wouldn't have listened. It's like I wouldn't have listened. And that's almost what makes you qualified to teach whatever it is you want to teach is you went through the thing. You took, you missed 12 exits and then you finally got off. And then when you got off, you're mad that you missed the 12 exits. Well, you didn't see them. You're so busy on the intentional (laughs) GPS, you know, of getting to the place or avoiding the pain of the unknown because taking an exit off the familiar highway of life that everybody's on, you know, get this job, get, do this, have this opinion, do all these things, vote this way, be this way. And if you're those things, great. You won't get much friction in your life. You might not be connected much to life. You might not feel brought alive by life. But, you know, you won't feel too much criticism. You'll feel belonging. But sometimes that belonging will be at the cost of your silence. You know, it'll be at the cost of your authentic self-expression. And then you get off the highway, sometimes because you have to and sometimes because you choose to. 
But you get off and all of a sudden you're like, fuck, the magic's in the untouched part of the world, the untouched part of nature, the untouched part of who we are. I say this to you as I say it to me, is this knowing that you can trust it. And getting off the highway, if we're sticking to that analogy, we might as well. It's feeling pretty good. It's working. That can come with other drivers, which normally on a highway, they'd be like, yeah, get off. I want this to be faster, but let's stick with this, uh, this, this, this story, which is they're like, why are you getting off? Like, why are you not staying the course? Why you got to make me think about getting off the highway? And I think sometimes we think life changes and turns and twists are the long way to everything. Or like I took the long route or I didn't find that relationship till I was this age or I didn't recognize it till then, but they're all the perfect amount of time. You know, I think it becomes something we regret when we were invited to wake up and we don't. And then years later or months later or moments later, we're like, fuck, I knew then. I knew then. And that's the same level of having knowledge and not living it which is the absence of claiming your potential, right? So then you know that you have brilliance available to you, but you're not living brilliantly. And that's a hard thing to be with or be present to, you know? In my own uh, evolution, my next step is to do something with the Create the Love platform that's going to be a bit of a shift. And I, I, I just mean in how I use it, how I express it. I'm not sure exactly what it looks like. But I'll tell you this, I have a recognition that Create the Love as a Name has become a bit of a prison of identity. It's become a bit of a prison of, um, I created it a long time ago. And I created it from the birth of a desire of wanting to bring something into the world in that moment. And I still am bringing that into the world. It's just looking differently and having uh, more complexity, maybe that's not the right word, but more variety to it. And I remember when I first was starting, I was reading a post from Danielle Laporte where she said, you know, if she was to go back, this was years ago, by the way, this is probably 10 years ago. If she was to go back, she wouldn't name her business uh, a name. She would just name it herself, much like Marie Forleo has done too. And so as you evolve, your brand stays with you, but you, you know, with your name, and you just change or, or evolve and grow and, and what you want to deliver or talk about or be shifts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And so I see that evolution happening, but I also feel the prison that is the old identity I created. I really relate now and understand her post on such a different level. And so I want to share that with you because perhaps you're stuck in old identities, old ways of being, old ways um, that you want it to be. You know, maybe there's reluctance to let that go or, you know, there's something trying to be born from you and there's reluctance to let that go. And maybe there was a dream that you had and you got it and it isn't the dream you have anymore. Maybe you were naive or, or didn't see the full picture because it, when we're on the highway, we can't see all of it, right? I think we often wake up in our lives to the realization that we haven't been paying full attention, that 
what we were taught to want is what we've been living, and we thought that would make us happy because that's what's supposed to make us happy. That's what the world told us would. And then we we realized, like, holy shit, I want more to love, I want more to life, and that doesn't mean we can't create it in with the same person or same people, but often it requires a bit of a disruption to those things because they're in agreement with who we've been. They're in agreement with what we've created. And when we start to shift and, and maybe broaden what we want to create, which when you think about it, like I've considered this a lot and I want you to hear me. I want you to hear what feels to me like a really obvious truth, but not one that I really understood so explicitly, which is who would not want you in your fullest self-expression? Like who in relationship with you, your parent, your child, your partner, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your friend, who would not want you to be living as much as possible in alignment with your values and your soul and what you want? Like, I want to be in relationship with someone who's living that way because that reminds me to, which can be very fucking confronting because that happens to me now. I see someone more expanded, more, more with less care for what people think and more care for telling what is true for them and doing it with you know, conscientiousness. I think about that a lot though, relationally, like who wouldn't want to be in relationship and want to support in relationship someone becoming their best fucking selves, their most expanded self. And, and, and who wouldn't want that for themselves in relationship? Who wouldn't want a partner who's like, hell yeah. And sometimes like, hey, you need to check it a little bit. Hey, you know, but not in a way that's limiting, but, but directional, intentional, you know, where, Kylie can see ways I'm out of alignment or not see things I can't see because, you know, that saying, you can't see the forest when you're in the trees. And she gets, she has the opportunity to observe my patterns and behaviors and ways I don't see because I'm in them. And that's the beauty of relationship. I think that relationship in that context is the most potent vehicle for expansion and transformation. And so when we think about this or consider this, are we being that for the people in our lives? Like, I want to create a relationship with you that's about you coming most alive and me coming most alive. Shouldn't all our romantic relationships be birthplaces of that? But I think often the fear is that if you come alive, you might come alive and move away from me. And so I'd rather the certainty of you staying here and you playing small so that I can play small because I'd rather the relationship have certainty than both of us be brought alive not realizing that the relationship is further brought alive by the same experience. So that's kind of magical to think about, isn't it? Like, can we commit to that? Can we create a world like that, which would celebrate diverse thought, right? Would celebrate curiosity and openness and and the desire to pursue magic and dreams and the unknown, you know, coming back to that. To say like, hey, I'm a tether to the 3D as you go off into another dimension and create something in a space that's never created, you got to think about that on a metaphysical perspective. Like if it's a pattern you've never lived and a relationship you've never been in, that means you are literally creating in the matrix something that's never existed. You are the designer, the programmer. That's fucking crazy to consider that you've not even seen a program written like that. You are writing it as you live it. Fuck yeah. So let's write it as we live it. And let's not try to rush the knowing 
right? That's like wanting to program the whole relationship. So you just know how it all goes so that you can be predictive of it and make sure there's always commitment and make sure no one ever lies and make sure there's no friction and our fights don't get too big and you never leave me and I never leave you and we're perfect. No one identifies with perfect. And I'm not saying that we should embrace moving into disarray and, and uh, chaos. But what I am saying is you can't control life that way. You can't. And if you try to, you will squeeze the juice out of it. You won't be able to exhale in any moment because you'll be so constricted trying to predict and prepare. And the real magic is in learning the skill set to if you get to a moment you've already encountered or to a place where a turn went wrong, that you now have a new way, a new direction, a new GPS. And it's trusting that feeling that feels like expansion. But remember, expansion and the unknown also feels scary. So it's going to have these sort of paradoxical conflicting emotions, which is excitement and anxiety, which when explored are very similar. But if I can trust in myself in the unfolding that I know I got my own back, I know I got my skills, I know I got my boundaries, I know I got a good no, I got a good yes, I got a good sorry, I got a good hey, I could have done that better. And in the future, when we get to that moment, I will. Much like when you look at, as I said earlier, any of those moments with regret, that you go back and you say, what would I have chosen done differently to create that type of life that I crave today? It just might be with someone different. And that's okay because when you get and let the someone different appear, you won't care. So, you know, I think the other thing I wanted to share to you, I have a few things I wanted to share, but, you know, in the interest of time, no, I'm not going to share it. I got a surprise for the next solo episode. It's going to be a big announcement too. So make sure you subscribe. It's going to be a big one. And I can't wait to share it with you. I want to close out with just some final thoughts. You're in the perfect place. And that's not to minimize the potential pain that my voice is finding you in, but to say that it's always the perfect time to wake up. It's always the perfect time to claim our truth, our possibility, our potential. It's always the perfect time to take responsibility for our lives and what we want and the relationships we want to create and how we want to feel and what we're going to agree to and what we're going to say no to. That recognition of the awareness that I had when someone said to me, everything that is currently in your life is there because you're saying yes to it. And I was like, whew, that's a level of responsibility, man. To say, yes, I hear you and I agree means uh, that I got to accept the things I'm saying yes to. And this is not saying that all the circumstances of our past we agree to, to traumas and things like that. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that the relationships we currently find ourselves in, we are agreeing to, at least in the way that they're being created. And the one thing I know is that if you say yes to taking responsibility for how you love and how you want to feel, you can begin and continue to orient towards that and move towards that. And so when I say you're in the perfect place, you're in the perfect moment to say yes to yourself and to something, something more. And I know you can feel the more. That's like the North Star that guides us through the hardest moments. So trusting, leaping, the net appearing, it's all part of the dance. Trying to want to know everything. The next step, will I find someone? Will they do that? We just want to predict it all. We don't get to. It's part of the brilliance of living a moment you've never lived is you don't get to know. That's also part of the surrender. So with all that said, I love you. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And if you like this episode, please subscribe. Remember, got a surprise coming. And please share the episode. And tag me on Instagram. Sending lots of love to you. Big hugs. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, one of the best ways to support the show is to go subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, or share the episode with your community on Instagram or whatever social place you like to hang out. This helps get it into more people's ears, and I'm so grateful for your support, always. Thanks again for tuning in. Much love.